0: Good morning, Fellowship. For those who don't know me, my name is Ron Luce, and I was part of the team that went to Nicaragua this last week. And uh, this is my third third year to go, and uh, it's really cool because every every year you go, you learn a little bit more, and you, you become a little bit better connected, and you understand th- how things work. Um, and uh, this year was a particularly... Uh, Uh, a particularly huge blessing because um, we were covering uh, something that um, is a little bit controversial down there. We were were teaching on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. And uh, this was the best attended um, event that we've had. In the three years I've gone, this is the best attended. And you can kind of see, There's, I mean, the room was literally full. They were all the way out into the foyer of the church sitting and listening. So there was a lot of interest um, and uh, it was very well attended and, and the EBOC team also said this was just really one of the th- this was probably the best attended of, of any of them that they had and I think probably it was in part because of the subject that we were teaching um, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit um, I want to first of all tell you that the pastors that, that come to this are probably all all of them are bivocational So what that means is they have a job that they work during the week to pay the bills for the house, buy food and that kind of thing, and then they do um, church on Sunday, you know, and they preach and teach and and lead their churches. So what that means is for them to come to this for a week, they had to take off time for their job and not earn money and not get stuff to pay their bills in order to come. That's how important this is for them as they're, they're willing to give that up in order to come and to learn. So it, it's, uh, it, to me, that means a lot um, that they, they think it's that important. Um, most of these pastors have pretty small churches, um, probably between 20 and 40 members. And all of them, the vast majority of them, the people that come live within walking distance of the church. Okay, so that's, it's small type communities and reaching those in those neighborhoods. And those areas. This, this is a pretty rural area where we're in Potosi. Um, and so I've got a few pastors here. This is just a few. Uh, the first one is uh, Pastor Guadalupe uh, Guadalupe Pineda. Um, you can see he is a really a happy guy. Um, he's, he's full of energy, um, full of the love of the Lord. Um, and uh, he has, his church, the name of it is uh, Rose of Sharon. Uh, Rosa Sharon. Rosa uh, De Seron, And he has about 30 people in his congregation. And it's actually there in Potosi. It's right down on the beach. Um, and uh, there's actually a couple of pictures of his kids with Dan at, later on in the deal. Um, the next one is uh, Pastor Huso Mario is in the pink shirt. Um, and the other fellow is Francisco Tronces. And they are both from the King of Kings Church. They have about 30 people in their church. They actually sent three people to the conference this year. Their pastor and two of the leadership of the church. Um, they sent three people to come to the conference this year. Um, and a lot of these guys that I'm putting up here are people that I've seen year after year. You know, I've got to kind of know them a little bit, know a little bit about them. And, uh, and uh, so these guys are uh, really excited about coming. The next one is uh, Pastor Alejandro Garcia. Um, This pastor, I don't know if you guys know, you know, we talk about that when you give money that it it pays for their transportation, okay? What that transportation is, is riding in the back of a pickup. That's what the transportation, we're not talking about a bus here or a van. They ride in the back of a pickup. Um, One of the pickups this year, I noticed, I forgot to mention in the first service, is an old Datsun, I think 1980-something, and they leave it out on the road kind of facing downhill because the starters broke in it and they all all get out there and they push it to start it and so then they all climb in the back and then they go Uh, pastor alejandro here uh, travels from chichigalpa he drive he rides two hours in the back of a truck to come to this to this conference uh, along with a bunch of other guys so a bunch of families their families and so forth um, the name of his uh, church is Road of Sanctification. He has about 34 people in his church. Um, the last one is Jose Picado. Um, his ministry is called Power and Life Ministry, and he's planting a church in an area that doesn't have a church. So he doesn't have a lot of people yet, but he's, he's hoping that it grows and, and asks for your prayer for that as he as he plants a church. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about course materials Um, Jim Wilson has been going, has been down there working for 20 years. And he has developed the course materials um, over that time. And he is just a a gift, which you guys that know him know. He just has a gift with teaching. And he has developed this material um, in such a way where he's really mastered the minimum. What's really, really important, what's really, really uh, consequential, that's the things that we're teaching on. And he's done it in such a, a very simple way that they can, can get the concepts, simple enough for us to teach. Um, and uh, he's just done a, just an amazing job of, of doing that. And I'm in seminary right now, and it seems like when you're in class, there's all this minutia that we're studying, all of these, all of these various things. And, and Jim has just boiled it down to the, just the very, very most important things uh, that they need to learn. And uh, this, this uh, course, the Doctrine of the Holy Spirit, is what we're teaching on. And it was particularly controversial um, course because there's a very strong Pentecostal and charismatic uh, influence in Central America. Um, so um, they, they teach a, a second baptism of the Holy Spirit and that you're not saved unless you speak in tongues and all of these things that aren't, just aren't scripturally based. And so, um, very legalistic, you know, the women can't wear pants, and they have, can't cut their hair, just all of these things that are very legalistic, um, but aren't really sound doctrine. Um, and so... He has, Jim has developed this course in such a way, it's just really, I'm watching it unfold during the week. And I know there's these controversial things that are come up later in the week. And he he has this awesome way of getting people solid on a point that they understand and they agree on, like total, the Holy Spirit is baptizing everyone in total. All the believers are baptized in the Holy Spirit. So he said total, total, total. Everybody's saying total, can say, repeat after me. He would do that, establish that early, and then as you went later on in the course, you see he uses that to break down these wrong traditions. And he just did it in such a loving way. I, I'm just really impressed with, uh, with the way he has done that to, to show what the scripture says about these controversial things in a way that they can, they can understand and accept and, uh, and see the truth, you know, and have them think about it um, without causing dissension, you know. That's a gift you know, that he has. Um, So I was just very impressed with that um, and his ability to get get along, communicate very, could be complex theological and doctrinal issues in a way that they can see and then they can take back to their church and then teach their people. Um, So this ministry's impact is just uh, amazing to me. You know, and nothing against it, but I've seen some of these mission trips and you go down and you fix one person's roof or you paint their house or you do something like that. And I'm not saying that's bad. But with this, you're talking about you're teaching a pastor that's got a church with 20 to 40 people and they're going to go back and they're going to teach their 30 or 40 people the truth of what's in the scripture. And there's, I think we had on the on the biggest attended day, we had like 120 people there. So, I mean, this is just a huge impact for the money and the effort that we're spending. Um, He does, uh, EBOC is the name of the the ministry, and uh, it's Bible Institute of Central America, and they teach uh, 44 of these courses, 44 one-week courses each year. So think about how many weeks a year, that's 52. 44 weeks of the year, they're teaching a course in a different place. So the interpreters, Jim Wilson, um, you know, we went down and, you know, Dan Brent and I, we were away from our families for a week. They're away from their families 44 weeks doing this ministry. So, I mean, it's, it's a really uh, takes a lot of commitment from them. And I just want to encourage you that your support for these things is, is really significant. Um, and it's efficient. Um, they, he, uh, he does these things. He leads these things in Nicaragua, of course, and in Costa Rica, and in Panama, and he has one in Honduras. So all of these Central American countries um, he's working in. Um, I wanted to share a little bit about one of the pastors. When we, you know, we got ready to leave, um, of course, it's kind of bittersweet, you know, because you've got to spend some time with them. And, and there's one pastor, and his name is <laughs> got an awesome name. His name is Pastor Maximo Perfecto Real. It's like, Wow. And what that is, is that's Maximum Perfection Royal. So he's Royal Maximum Perfection is this guy's name. You know, it's like, whoa, you know, so everybody was laughing about that. He was laughing about that. But he asked if when we were back fixing to leave, he said, Would you mind if I came up and said something? And I wanted to share. I wanted to share what he said. He said that these courses have been instrumental not only in teaching good theology, um, but they have and helping their ministries but it's fostered a unity in the local churches that they had never had before. They had never had they had these dissensions and arguments over things and you know buttonheads and and uh, and that kind of thing and he said EBOC and Fellowship Bible Church by doing this ministry has fostered a unity that they've never had before and would not have without this ministry. And so I was just blown away by that. You know, they're getting in groups and they're talking and they're, they're, they're laughing and they're communicating, and so they're leading their congregations the same way, right? So there's a unity in the, the local churches down there they wouldn't have without this ministry. Um, and he just wanted you to know, he, he wants you to know that your support and your prayer is having a huge impact for them. It's very significant to them. Um, and they are thankful for our efforts as a church, that what we what we do on their behalf, and praying for them, um, and sending teams down there and all that. And he wanted me to say thank you, thank you, thank you for for what you do. And so that's from uh, Pastor uh, Maximo Perfecto Real. In um, leading up to this trip. Um, Terry and I had been praying and uh, counseling a little bit with 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 Pastor Graham and, and the seminary. And I talked to Jim, and we're working on plans um, for me to go back to Central America this summer. And I'm planning on going back in May, and I'm just going to stay the whole summer and work with him in different places. Um, I think it'll be great for my time in seminary to really understand more about... Um, Ebook and about this ministry and the courses and the information and and uh, um, and so I'm uh, going to be working a lot in Nicaragua and Costa Rica. But I'm um, also he's he's told me he said you up for a remote deal? I said well it depends. You know I've heard about some of the remote stuff. You know <laughs> with him he said no, no no it's not that bad. Which I'm not sure I sh-. you know Brent said not to believe him. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, it's, it's a place that they, they don't have electricity and that kind of thing. And we, we, we bring gas for the generator so we can run the projector and stuff like that, and we'll be down there for a week in Panama. So, so I wanted to ask you, church, to please pray for Terry and I. She's going to stay home and, and earn money to pay the light bill, and I'm going to go. And so please pray for us as we as we kind of step off into what God's got planned, and uh, that he'll make provision and, and line things up. And uh, I wanted to thank you myself about... For your support and your encouragement for us as we went. Um, We had a great time. The team had a great time. And uh, um, I can see fruit from this effort. And so I want to thank you and encourage you. uh, Please keep praying for, for this ministry. All right? Thank you. Dan?
1: Give it to me. Let me know if it comes on. You hear me now? Awesome. All right. I was afraid I had to get the mic and do some singing. So, well, I have to say, it was a, it was awesome to go down to Nicaragua. My name is Dan Bennett. Yeah, for those of you that don't know me, I'm thankful to God to give me the opportunity to go on this trip, but I'm thankful to you, the church, Fellowship Church, that you come behind us in prayer, which is the most significant and encouragement, and then, as Ron was pointing out, financial support is also important, because unfortunately, it takes money to to bring the pastors there, but it's incredible. The amount is only $24 for one week, and that's sometimes a two-hour drive there in the morning, and then there's six hours of instruction, then lunch is provided, and then their two-hour drive back. That is incredible. So. I'm going to just point out a couple of things about our trip there. I got a new iPad and I took over 2,000 pictures, so I was real excited to share these pictures with you. And then, <laughs> and then Graham says, I can only use 20, so I'm sorry, I had to cut it down some, but you know, in preparation for this, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, wow, that is such a huge thing. I mean, last year was doctrine of God. But this was so much more dynamic because the Holy Spirit, you know, once you believe and Jesus comes in your heart, your mind, and then the Holy Spirit, he says, I will go away and send you the advocate, the comforter. And so to pray, Holy Spirit, teach me your word, he's going to be more than happy to answer that prayer. And then to Lord, speak through me to these people that were going to go down to these pastors that come that take from their, their lives to learn this material you know, help not my words be spoken but your words Lord so that was just, it was just awesome to be able to participate in that so let me share some of the, the pictures from when we were down there we started out uh, we get into Managua and then they had this who, who's been down to the, uh, the mission down there in Nicaragua I know a couple of you have anxious to go back Jamie? oh yeah So we went up to Mount, now notice the name of this over on the far right, Messiah. I thought that was an awesome name, because that's where we're going down there. We're going down for our Messiah, but Jesus, he says, I will go away, and John, I will go away and give you the comforter, the advocate, and he'll be with you to show what? Two things, truth, the Jesus, and truth. So we went up there, and this was pretty great. Next slide, please and one of the first interpreters were there to greet us was Chico. That's him uh, between Brent and I, but that's his wife, and yes, they have another baby on the way, and that's Elliot, and they have their daughter Melanie, is next to me, and then uh, Benjamin, their son. So, now this picture looked much better on the iPad, because you could see it moving, and you could see a little bit of red, the lava there in the lower left, right where the smoke meets the the rock, but unfortunately, you just have to take my word for that. You can get the next slide. And we, after this, we did a sightseeing over in Lake Nicaragua and did some boating around, and then uh, one thing about this picture reminds me that down there they have a name for Brent, and he is the white polar bear, and I don't, I don't, know, I don't know where it comes from, but I'm just repeating what I heard. And that's Benjamin. That is Chico's son. The so next slide, please. And then on this lake, we're going around, we're looking at these, these are the rich people, houses they have on these individual islands, but it was really, really fancy down there. That was, that was one. Next slide. And this illustrates a couple of points. This is on the drive from, we go from Managua a couple hours to Chinandega, and then every morning we have about an hour, 45 minute drive out to Sea. And this is along the way, and you can see in the background there's a volcano, because pretty much everywhere you look, you can probably see a volcano in your view and then the horse on the side of the road illustrates something very common, because along any road, at any time, there'll be some cows, horses, pigs, pretty almost anything, we, some turtles. Uh, but the one thing we can't gather from this, this image is the fact that you're in a bus that is bouncing like crazy, and we have air conditioning. Are these pastors, they're driving around, no air conditioning, very uncomfortable. Uh, next slide, please. Now, this is the church. We get out here in Potosi and uh, Pastor Orlando's church. And uh, next slide, please. Yeah, and this is the group. These are the men at work here. We have a fearless leader, the far right that we're looking at it. That's Jim, for those of you who don't know him. And then we have the locals in charges to the, the left of me as you're looking at it. That is Cairo. He is in charge of the natives. And then, of course... Brent on the far end, he's in charge of the gringos, that's us, that's what, what they call us, but in a friendly way. And then Ario is just to the, the right, as you look at him from Brent, he is the driver and the one-man band. He did a great job, it was amazing. And then uh, there's Chico, and then Freddie. Uh, Freddie is uh, one of the interpreters, but yeah, it was pretty funny, because sometimes I have a little difficulty hearing, and. and Freddie kind of talks like this, somewhat. <laughs> so, I had a little bit of difficulty there. So, next slide, please. And then, once we get there, I had to set up the stage, get the screen put up. Next slide. That's Orlando, the head pastor, and Jim there in front. And then, this is a picture of Ariel, and he's doing the service. This is the Holy Spirit song. It was awesome to hear in Spanish. It was awesome. Mi hermanos y hermanos. Very good. My brothers and sisters. Next slide, please. And then here demonstrates a little bit of the action going on. Um, Brent's talking and if you notice, he, it looks like it uh, could be sweating a little bit because it is hot down there. It's over 90, easily over 90, but then when you go inside this room in that nice metal building, kind of heats it up a little bit. Gets a, it must be upper 90s, no air conditioning. Uh, but look at the people. They are listening intently. Smiles on their faces. And they are just soaking this up. The doctrine of the Holy Spirit is incredible. Because you don't hear any complaining. You know, so we have to think about it. Protect that on ourselves. If we didn't have air conditioner or heat, would we be here? If we didn't have these big pads on our seats, would we be here? For the word of God? And they're there six hours each day. It was humbling. Very humbling to see and moving. Uh, next slide, please. And this is some of the pastors we got to see. There's Pastor Guadalupe again, between uh, Ron and myself, and then Mario, and then Orlando, another Orlando. Next slide, please. And met some friends. These uh, turn out to be Guadalupe's, Pastor Guadalupe's children. Uh, she helped me find some of my verses. It was awesome. <laughs> Next slide, please. And this is Pastor Orlando, the head pastor, and his wife, Uh, Rosa, and they prayed for me over a certain situation, and it was incredible. You know, the power of prayer is incredible. We appreciate your prayers for us while we're down there, Um, and continue to pray for the mission teams, Uh, but it was very moving to hear her prayer. Uh, Next slide, please. This just illustrates some of the traffic. This is in Chinnadega and there are all these bikes going around, and the buses, and motorcycles, all these little motorcycles, no larger than 100, 125cc, and they're just zooming in and out of traffic. So, next slide. And then toward the end of the week, you know, we develop, I've been there before, uh, but you develop friendships with these people, and you really come to love them and appreciate them, especially the fact that they're more than just interpreters, they, they know the doctrine as well, so, they are sharing and pouring their hearts out into it. But as we're leaving, this this is where Cairo and Freddie got off. And it's an interesting story because Freddie was one of Cairo's youth students whenever he was a youth minister 15 years ago. And now he's gone to seminary and now he's helping with this this uh, the IBAC. So it's really, really moving. Next slide, please. And this I got called the ceremony of the coffee pot transfer because once we arrived there was this urgent need for a couple of the guys uh, Brent and Ron they had to get their coffee pot so we go into Maxipali which is kind of like a Walmart down there and they find one the perfect coffee pot get the coffee but then at the end it's like we need to make sure this is available for next time so we have it so put the good word into Chico and he goes let me find out if my wife will let me keep it because you know kind of crowded so, I had a couple of pictures that was documented in each stage of this transfer, but I had to cut it out. <laughs> so, so, she accepted, but this is his, his wife again, Elliot, and then uh, Melanie and, and Benjamin. So, said goodbye to them. Next slide. Oh, it's back in. Okay, and this is showing a bit of the traffic in Managua. It was crazy traffic down there. There's tons of people walking, all the motorcycles, the buses. It took us about two hours to go six miles, that last six miles to get to the hotel. But it was just a, an honor to be a part of this and we appreciate all the work that Jim does down there. And most of all, the, the, the movement of the Holy Spirit was so palpable. It was much different than last year, at least for me. Um, and, and the main thing is knowing that when you participate in a program like this with your prayers, and encouragement and even financial financial support that we're not going to be able to experience the reward we may not see that on this side of eternity but later you know on the other side of glory there might be a 60 might be 100-fold return for the kingdom of god so i just want to say thanks to the church for giving me the opportunity to do this. I know Michelle and I look forward to every week to to see you guys as encouragement. Remember getting together as a body of believers you know it's good to see you guys and we love you and God bless you.
2: You know Cairo is our main contact down in Nicaragua. I think he makes up these names for me every time I go down there. Like the white polar bear, and then next time, you know, oh, yeah, people are calling you there. And I'm like, dude, I don't think, I think you're making them up. You know, every time I come down here, yeah. You know. But he is a great help for us as we you know, as we go down there, of course. I, I want to start out with just thanking everybody who prayed uh, for our trip. And I've been down there quite a few times, but I think this is probably the best one that I've been on. And why is that? I think just it's a very controversial issue. Uh, with the Holy Spirit. They believe, like, I don't remember who said it, but the second indwelling and you got to have the gifts of tongues. And I mean, all of that stuff is just kind of mixed in there. And so, what it does, it just kind of separates uh, the super Christians from just the normal Christians. Oh, well, you got the gift of speaking in tongues. Well, you must be a better Christian than this guy over here, which is not the truth. But they believe that. And so, I'm thankful that the material that Jim has put out. Just lays a solid, clear foundation that we 're all the same in Christ, no matter what and you know, we're all sinners saved by grace and I want to thank you for those who have prayed, who have given that it really the material was covered well or there was not there was not there was some you know heated discussion a little bit, of course, but we expected that, but there was not really uh any conflict between what Jim was saying and what what they were hearing and what they you know what they believe and extremely thankful for what jim's uh what he's doing down there one of the one of the big things ron missed it was maximo and his uh the unity together and it just it always seems like when you go in there's always this tension of and you know when they go on breaks they have these group of pastors well they they all believe something a little different you know so they're always just kind of not necessarily fighting but they just kind of clash with each other and when he got up and said, you know what, we, we have the sense of community now. We're we're understanding each other. I mean, all of that works towards glorifying God and who he is and edifying the, pa- edifying the people in the church so they can keep moving, you know. So the pastors have their own churches. They go back and talk to them. These people are edified, and they're reaching out to others in, in their community. Uh, if you would, point, uh, look in your Bible in John fifteen twenty six. There's a couple of verses that uh, really stood out. I was trying to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit was telling me. Sometimes I'm not very good at listening. I'm sure I'm the only one. John fifteen twenty six. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who goes out from the Father, this is the purpose of the Holy Spirit, to testify about me. And so I want everybody to stand up. I know we're not used to this, but Graham's not up here. And so everybody stand up. And so Jim was teaching now. He uses a lot of illustrations. You know, he's real dynamic, you know. And he's and so he does these illustrations. And this is one of the illustrations he did. And it was really easy to, it was really good to remember the purpose of the Holy Spirit. So everybody go like this. Two fingers and point that way. That way. Shauna, that way. <laughs> All right. The first point, Jesus. The second point is truth. The Holy Spirit, he points towards Jesus. That's his purpose is to point and glorify Jesus to make sure we understand the truth. So everybody, don't sit down yet. All right, the first point is what? On three. One, two, three. Jesus. Oh, that's not good. We've got to make it stick. All right. One, two, three. Jesus, very good. The second one, one. One, two, three. the truth. Very good. All right, you can sit down. A lot of the points that he makes in his materials, they're very basic points. And so he has to hammer these things in, you know, so to remember. The same thing with us. I, mean, I can't remember what Graham taught about six months ago. I can't. So what he does is he goes over. What are you frowning for, Bill? You can't remember either, dude. (laughs) Um, What he does is he goes over and over these points, making sure they understand God's Word. i got another verse I think I'm supposed to read. 2 Peter 1, 3. These are the verses that he used down there, and he just wanted to make it really clear. The whole purpose of the Holy Spirit and his job in the, 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 the congregation, the family of believers, and also how he works in the pastor's life as well. So 2 Peter 1.3 says this. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. So God has given us everything that we need to live our Christian lives, including the spirit that he's given us and that he was he was trying to point that out because a lot of times what they believe that the Spirit is a second in dwelling okay we become a Christian and a little time pass and then some people are believe some people are receiving the Holy Spirit while others aren't and that's just horrible doctrine you know it doesn't even but they believe that and then it's, I think it's part of really a, a power struggle in the church if I have the gift then I can control those who don't have the gift because they want the gift you know and so what that what what this verse says is that God has given us everything we need to live our Christian lives and one of the points that Jim made was sanctification how hard Christian walk is a series of ups and downs and so he gave a graph he showed a graph and the graph went up kind of went, went back down it went up a little bit more went back down went up a little higher then went back down and That's how our Christian lives are. You know, and, they, and they got into the uh, rules a lot of times where they, they live by these set of rules. And if you break a rule and the church discipline comes in and they discipline you because you made a mistake. And I mean, it was just oppressive on how believers are living down there under the uh, influence of these leaders who are saying, you know what, you messed up or great the church and we're going to discipline you. But our walk is a is a it's a series of events, you know, in different seasons of our lives. As we progress along on our Christian walk, when we go down when we're not doing what God wants us to, we know that if we're a believer, the Spirit is convicting us of that. I don't need the church coming in slamming me and saying, you know what, you need to quit doing that. Now there are situations where that needs to happen. But in general, our lives, as we're sanctified, as we become more like Christ, there's going to be ups and downs. You know, there's going to be, oh, man, this is the greatest place. I love coming to church on Sunday morning. I love the people here. The music is awesome. You know, there'll be times in our Christian lives that that will happen. But there's also going to be times when you're going to be on the backside of that. And then you're going to be in that valley, and you're like, I don't even want to go to church today. I didn't like that song they sang last week, so I'm not going. I don't even like the people in that church. Sometimes our Christian life is like that, you know. And what they do is they, they come in and they bring that discipline in. You're doing it wrong. I know I'm doing You know, as a believer, I know I'm doing the wrong thing. And so I'm asking God to forgive me. And I gave an illustration. It was Ron and Dan helped me. And, and I was able to teach a devotional. One of, the, one of the days, and it was about encouragement, and I believe it's, it's a really big thing, I believe personally, that we need as believers as we come together collectively to encourage each other to continue on our walk, because, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but my walk is sometimes really hard, and I'm pretty stupid, and I make a lot of mistakes, you know, and so every now and then I need somebody to come along and say, hey, man, come on, or sometimes we got to kick them in the pants. You know that's what we need as believers. But the illustration was, you know, I was I was telling him, hey, you know, what I just did, and on one of those downsides, you know, I got down on the floor and, you know, said, you know, I, I can't get up. I've fallen so far that I can't get up. And so I had Ron and Dan come over there and act like they were trying to kick, it. they were kicking me, acting like they were punching me, you know. And I said, is this what we do to believers when they fall? They're like, nah, you know, we don't do that, we don't do that. And so I had them pick me up and put their arm around me and say, you know what, come on. The thing about our sanctification, and and it's a process here and there, and the material that we covered is that it's a process, but you have to keep moving. You know, our Christian lives are a, is a path that we have to keep moving. And there's going to be ups and downs. And it was encouraging to see that they were getting this, you know, that we, we're a community of believers where we come together and we pray for each other and we encourage each other, and sometimes we get on to each other. We need that. But, man, we're all becoming like Christ, like the Spirit. His purpose is to glorify Christ and to make sure we understand the truth. And we're to be doing that. We're to, we're to be, our process is to be going towards him, and there's going to be down times in your life. If you're a true believer, there are going to be times in your life where it's going it's to be really bad. But there's also going to be some great times going up. And we need to encourage each other as we move along in our, fa- our paths until one day we, s- we finally see him and we understand everything we needed to go through. Thank you for providing the prayer. Uh, I think it will have tremendous impact on the communities down there and their own personal lives as far as their sanctification goes towards Christ. And I just thank you for all the support that you've given us for going down to this year. I think we're making a tremendous impact down there and hopefully we'll get to keep going as we as we move on so let's pray and then we'll have a closing song.